AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. So this podcast is Woman Evolve. And while it certainly centers around the individual journey of a woman who is becoming the best version of herself, I have to acknowledge that womanhood is so directly connected to our relationship with our mothers, whether that relationship be amazing, somewhat frayed or complicated. It's difficult to truly understand who you are as a woman without fully examining the relationship you've had with your mother. A lot of times we hear on social media or we see little posts or graphics. It's like, be the change you want to see in the world. And that's powerful. It's beautiful. It's something that I subscribe to. But there's also something to be said about being the change that you needed. When I begin this conversation with Allison Brown, I am fully aware that she has stepped into the reality of being the change that she needed, specifically as it related to what she needed from her mother. One of the things that I love about this conversation is that it gives space not for us to condemn any mothers who are on a journey, but rather to see them as women who are 
finding themselves just like us who are doing the best they can with the pieces that they have. And there are moments where those pieces, the sharp, jagged edges of their identity, rub up against our vulnerability and indeed a wound is created. But as you will learn, just because you have been wounded doesn't mean that it is the end. Through this conversation, I pray that you will be inspired to be the change that you needed as well. Not by waiting on someone else to do it, but by trusting that God can empower you to go back in time and to heal the very pieces of your life that he knew could be restored. Are you ready to go into the surgery room? I promise it won't be as painful as it looks. Let's take a moment and dig into Allison's story. Hi. Hello. How are you, Pastor Sarah? I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? Doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. I'm really excited to speak with you. I've heard amazing things about the work you're doing. Thank you so much. I am so honored to be having this conversation with you. Oh, please. We're like, I'm about to be so far in your business. We're going to be homegirls when this is over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, kidding. Well, I'm glad you said that because I, we've been basically in my head for a decade. Okay? At least. At least. <laughs> okay, Allison, I have found through lots of therapy, emotional trauma work, and just sorting through my own pain in history that what I needed the most when I was a kid was language to really express what I needed. And as an adult, having received language, I have been able to identify some of the needs that I had then but couldn't express. I know that you've done a lot of work, a lot of growth and development yourself. And so I'm wondering, what is it that you needed but couldn't express when you were a kid? Oh, man. There were so many things, um, mostly understanding. Mm. And that's a big ask as a kid. So beyond that, maybe even curiosity from those around me, from my community, um, to at least try to understand, you know, um, what I what I could maybe express as a child or what I couldn't um, directly ask for, you know. I absolutely needed affection. I needed um, gentleness. Hmm. You know, um, and I think oftentimes we expect, specifically in our childhood, we sometimes expect, expect kids to be able to regulate their emotions, to be able to respond in an adult way. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes our community responds as if we should know better or we should have matured <laughs> beyond the phase we're in. Um, and I, I remember just always feeling like, man, like, I'm not there yet, wherever that place is, but now I understand that I wasn't supposed to be anywhere beyond where I was. So I really just needed gentleness and patience and affection and for someone to come where I was and to lean into the space that I was instead of me always feeling like I needed to um, acquiesce or get to this space that I just wasn't prepared for or ready for yet. Man, um, that is spot on for so many of us. When they were first telling me about you, they were telling me that you are the creator of healing from a mother wound. 
And some of those things that you listed sound like an opportunity for a parental figure to really help a child translate what's happening to them or to serve them as they are discovering what they need. Can you tell me a little bit about your journey of having a mother wound and then moving from a place of not just having it, but healing from it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, firstly, let me... um express what exactly a mother wound is, that language may not be familiar to everyone. It certainly wasn't familiar to me. I had one, but didn't know what it was until probably uh, maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago. I define a mother wound as an emotional injury um, created by a generational deficit in the mother-child dynamic, mother-child relationship Mm. that then causes self-critical, controlling, and codependent behaviors. And I of course, developed this as a child due to emotional neglect. Um, Abandonment doesn't always look like physical abandonment or physical Mm -hmm. rejection. It could be, you know, just not getting the attention you needed. Um, We all come into this this world with a set of needs. And when those needs aren't met, there's a void there, right? Regardless of one's intent, um, there's just a void there. So that's what a mother wound is. And um, my healing from that, Unfortunately, in the early stages of me coming into the awareness of this, I thought that because it was a mother wound, my mother was then responsible for taking care of it and for healing it and doing her part so that then I can be fixed. Um, and I made a lot of mistakes and, and, and had a lot of bumps in this journey trying to change the other party instead of um, going inward and being introspective and understanding that though this wound was caused by another party, it is my wrong. Thus, mm-hmm. it is my responsibility to heal and overcome it. Um, and thankfully, um, God has walked me through this journey, which is why I've been developed this program to help others overcome. And he walked me through having to firstly acknowledge, like, how does this show up for me? What does it look like? What does this mother wound look like? Because... I'm a full grown adult. You know what I'm saying? Why am I still, why am I still being so impacted by things that happened 20, 30 years ago? I don't understand. Make it make sense. Um, so whether it was perfectionism or codependency or recreating my mother child dynamic in other relationships, whether that was romantic relationships or friendships or even at work, you know, um, I had to understand how it showed up for me. And then God walked me through having to um, not only forgive my mother for not being what I needed, but also grieving what I thought I was supposed to have. Grieving what, in my mind, this fairy tale mother-child dynamic, you know, this, this, this bestie relationship, whatever that looks like for each person, I had to grieve that and then come into acceptance of what I do have, right? Because I do, I do have a mother. I do have an amazing mother mm. um, who gave me incredible things. So now I have to come into acceptance of that. This is what I do have. How can I come to appreciate all of what she did give me and then move beyond that? And um, several other steps, but I don't want to get yeah. too, too far ahead of myself. But yeah, that's a bit about um, my journey and experiencing a mother wound. I have about 18,011 questions. (laughs) Okay. Um, Where do I want to begin? I want to ask you 
Okay, so going through life, we experience all types of wounds, wounds from friends, wounds from teachers, wounds from other family members. What is it about Mm -hmm. a mother wound that makes it particularly devastating and altering Mm -hmm. to our identity? That is such a wonderful question. What makes the mother wound so impactful is that Clearly, you know, this is the person who brought us into this world, right? And for whatever reason, we come in with these innate expectations of our mother um, that she will protect, provide, or whatever that list may be for you, for, for anyone. We just have this innate expectation. And when those aren't met, it's like, dang. And, and, and honestly, some of those expectations are fair, right? Even the word speaks of, you know, it, it implies, like when the Lord says, even though your mother may forget you, I won't, you know? Yeah. It implies that there's, some, there's an implication, like, she wasn't really supposed to forget you, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, there was, she was supposed to uh, be this person that, that did X, Y, Z, right? And I think what makes it so much more impactful is that this is her blood, you know? Yeah. And... um. It hits different versus a, you know, a, a professional colleague or a teacher or a friend. It just hits different when it's the person that you share so much with biologically, spiritually, relationally. It, it's just beyond impactful. And also this particular wound, I think in other scenarios, as you, as you mentioned, those may be a little bit isolated, mm-hmm. but the mother wound impacts literally everything. Um, I have a, a friend who's also into in similar work, and he says our um, fathers shape our identity, our internal world. Our mothers shape our external world. Mm. So how we show up is a dir- direct reflection oftentimes of our mother-child uh, dynamic. So how we show up at work, how we show up in a room, it's a direct reflection of what has been poured into us from our mother. So our identity, we may be getting from our father, our heavenly father, our natural fathers. Um, but how we're showing up externally, a lot of times that's based on our, our mothers. The brand new single from Women Evolve Worship, Chandler Moore and Abby Gamboa will be available on all streaming platforms on Friday, October 6th. Relive the moment with us from conference on Sunday, October 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sarah Jakes Roberts' YouTube channel. You can pre-save now by going to theontimegod.com. Okay. You're, we're checking out. I'm checking off the list. I'm holding these questions in my head because <laughs> I want to understand part of the definition that you gave me for a mother wound included a generational pattern and I, I didn't I don't want to quote you but what I took from it is there's a generational dynamic that is at play and why this emotional injury occurs in the first place break that down for me absolutely absolutely um I think it's very important to specify that this injury isn't something that is isolated to two people mother and child it goes far beyond that if you have a mother wound, your mother has a mother wound. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, it is something that has been passed down because we don't do it on purpose, but we pass down our pain, you know? Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, we have people coming into the space of parenthood with all of their stuff, you know? And unfortunately, sometimes that stuff includes their own woundedness. 
Um, And oftentimes, if we are, you know, um, blessed enough to have grandparents, oftentimes we can see the exact same pattern play out. What we're experiencing from our mothers, if we listen close enough, they are experiencing the exact same thing from their mother. And that's where grace comes in. It's like, oh, man, you... You just do it. You just do what you know to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, you, you didn't know any better. Um, you're also hurt, you know? So let me take a step back, deal with my stuff, and show you grace and compassion. And hopefully that will give you the opportunity, my mother, the opportunity to come into the space of her own healing. And we can maybe do our, you know, do these things together because she is also very wounded. And when, when God showed me, th- the biggest part of my forgiveness Part of that journey was when God showed me that my mom was just a woman. Yeah. Like so many of us look at our mothers as just mothers. And it's like they are just regular old people who just trying to figure it out, you know. Um, And especially if, you know, maybe the child wasn't like a very strategic plan. Maybe, you know, we just came along. My parents absolutely were married. But I'm not sure that like it was like, all right, yeah, we're going to have Allison. So it's like we just come along and they're just figuring it out and doing their very, very best with all of Because they're still navigating within parenthood, still navigating all this stuff, right? Um, so, yes, it is absolutely generational. And I think that's why it's important to acknowledge that so that we can then be very cognizant and aware so that we don't then pass down the same woundedness. Now, you mentioned making a lot of mistakes when you first realized you had a mother wound. So I want to talk a little bit about the discovery of your mother wound. Like, how did you wake up one day and was like, wait a minute, this is an emotional injury from generational Mm -hmm. implications of my mother. Like, how did you (laughs) how did you pinpoint it to your relationship with your mother? And then I want to know, how did your mom respond to you having a mother wound? (laughs) So. I've always known that my relationship with my mom wasn't the most common, right? Like growing up, we all would have that, like, they're like, oh my God, I can't stand my mom, right? Like, but mine was a bit more specific and it was a bit more beyond. I, I remember like watching how like teenage, my, you know, my, in school, whether I was a teenager or middle school, how the kids would complain about their mom. But then at the same, in the same breath, tell their moms everything. They acted like friends. And it's like, wait, I don't, I thought you didn't like her. We different. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're this kid different. Know, like, like, wait, I don't have that, that, that restoration piece, that, that reconciliation piece that y'all are having. Y'all are going back to her and y'all are just really kicking it. And there's a disconnect for me. So I always knew there was a difference. But I did not know it was a, a mother wound or the implications of it until um, it was probably about five, five or so years ago. And it really was more of like a spiritual revelation. Like, wait a minute, this relationship is showing up everywhere. Mm. Like, it's showing up. I thought it was isolated, which I can just tuck it away and deal with it or not deal with it. Because, you know, we, right, about right. that, you know? Mm-hmm. we can just not deal with this. <laughs> Um, so I kind of just tucked it away until I realized this is showing up in my dating. It's showing up in my work. It's showing up as perfectionism. It's showing up in like this codependency. Where is this coming from? And I, it, I remember starting my therapy journey, right? I went to therapy in 2018 because I needed to be fixed. I was like, something is off. Something, something, someone needs to fix me. 
And in therapy is when, you know, that onion starts being unlayered. It's like, wait a minute, I came here for one thing. How are we, how are we back at two years old? How are we back at five years old? <laughs> um, and that's when I began to understand this anxiety isn't random. This thing mm. has followed you from my earliest memories. You know, this, these patterns, these cycles you're experiencing, they aren't random. This thing was planted in your childhood. And a lot of it stems from your earliest relationships inside your home. So that's how I came into the awareness of it. And again, like I said, I was like, all right, well, mama, you fix it then. I remember, this is, <laughs> I remember, um, like, you know, going, going through my own development and then getting the boldness and the courage to not so much confront her. I, I was, I thought I was doing the right thing by saying, you know what? I'm not going to confront her. I'm going to say, you know what? Let's get a third party to help us heal because I'm ready to do the work. These are the words I'm using to my mama. Do the work. What do you mean? Do the work. Um, so I asked her to come to therapy with me. I'm like, you know, I'm in therapy. I don't always communicate the right way to her because of so many years of just, you just get hard over the years. So it's like, let me just get a third party to help us. That was not a good idea. Really? Okay. <laughs> that was not a good idea. It was just not. Because even with my good intentions to really try and get us on the same page and help us communicate better, I realized that I was needing her to see what she did and to then change so that I can become better. And it was a therapist in that session who was like, you, my dear, need to go on an inner child healing journey. Mm. You grown now. Okay. She's done her part. Now it's on you, sis. It ain't fair. I'm not saying it's fair, but this is you. This your stuff. This your stuff now, sis. <laughs> I mean, if she want to come to therapy, cool, but you can heal without this other party ever changing. Um, so yes, to answer your question, it did not really go over well because again, I come from a two parent home, upper middle class home, a believing home. People, my parents are in ministry, right? So it's like, what you got to complain about? You've had everything you needed, right? Uh, your, your financial needs were provided for you went with your college was taken care of, right? So not just my mom, but so many people are like, huh, what? I don't understand. I don't understand why you're mad or why you're hurt. And it's like, I'm not mad. Let's just, we have to acknowledge that this thing that happened, this real thing that happened in the midst of all of what you did do right, there was still something that happened and we got to deal with it. Um, but I have just learned though that whether or not she wants to come on this journey, I can still heal. And that is what I want to share with others whoever wounded you you can heal without them ever changing and that's what this whole week is about we're talking about like being the change that we needed and so once you came to this realization like okay this is my responsibility this is what happened to me you've taken inventory and assessed the damage how do you then begin to reverse it man um, like I was saying earlier, it was, of course, acknowledging how it shows up. And then um, a lot of the change happened when I began to shift my perspective. And I've, and I've already spoken to that a little bit. Um, but I had to shift my perspective of not just my mom, but also of myself and of God. Mm -hmm. I had to become to see God differently. Um, 
because of our raising, um, I saw God as this like tyrant, this person who was always trying to get me, always looking to see where I have failed so that he can then, you know, get his rod, you know. And um, that's a direct reflection of the parental dynamic, right? Um, one of my former therapists told me that our parents are often our skin gods. So wow. they're the yeah. closest thing we have right, as a, um, a reflection of who God is. And unfortunately, that reflection isn't always the appropriate one or the accurate one. Um, so I had to change my perspective of who God was, and I began to see him as someone who absolutely was for me, not just someone who was trying to force me to become something, um, but someone who was for me, who was pushing me gently, who was Abba, who was a really good, good father, um, and also a good mother to me. He's everything to us, right? So I had to shift my perspective of who God is to me. And I also had to shift my perspective of who my mom was, which I've already spoken about. She's just a woman trying to figure it out. And also shifting my perspective of who I am. Like, yes, this thing ha happened, but I don't have to remain a victim. I can overcome that. I can now become... Whatever it is I, I want to become, I can now give myself everything I needed, right? There are deficits, yes. There are voice to feel. But God has granted me or has poured out abundance and emotional abundance, spiritual abundance. I have everything I need. So, sure, I didn't get this from my mother. Sure, I didn't get this from my father. But God has also placed me with placed me in great community. And God has also allowed me to give myself those things. Mm -hmm. So I'm no longer going to place demands on external beings to give me something that I already have within. Right? So did I need affection? Yes. But I can get that. I can also get that elsewhere. I can get that within. Did I need quality time? Yes. But now I can get that within. Did I need... And do I still need acceptance? Absolutely. But now I'm practicing radical self-acceptance, right? I'm not going to wait anymore. I'm just not waiting no more to, to be loved, to be wanted, to be accepted. I'm going to give myself that and also accept that God has also given me that as well. I am deeply loved. I am deeply cared for. I am deeply sought after, right? Um, so that is, that is a lot of the ways um, that I've, I've healed and overcome and reversed reverse the, the trauma that is the mother wound. When you said earlier, you probably didn't even realize it, but the, you were talking about the mother wound. And then you said to me, I have an amazing mother. And I feel like part of the indicators that you have embarked on a successful inner child healing journey is when you're able to look at your villain and see them as amazing, even with their flaws in full sight. And to be able to say, you didn't do everything well, you are not perfect, but you are absolutely amazing. And I think part of the fear that parents possess is if I didn't do this well, then are you going to throw everything away? And I think that's what makes them hesitant to engage in the conversations that adult children want to have about the areas where they experienced a void. I did the best I could. Somebody else was home. Somebody else went through this. Somebody else. And it's oh, like, yeah, 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 I didn't do that. No, you didn't physically harm me. Maybe you didn't sexually harm me. Yes, I did eat dinner. 
But there were other things that I needed that don't take away from what you did do well. But I think it's so powerful to say, you know what? I'm not even asking you to fix it. I've made you aware of this being the journey I'm going on and I'm going to take care of it myself. You know, I think that that's the reparenting that makes us all better. Yes. Yes. We have, we have to reparent our inner child. We have to, we have to. Um, and that's what, that's what all this is, right? It's reparenting. And we get to do that in so many beautiful ways. And I have found that, um, that this reparenting journey doesn't have to be so rigid. And so I've just learned that healing can also be fun too, right? Like there were things, there were small things in my childhood that I wanted growing up as a, a PK. There were just things that I didn't get to experience because we was in church and we was always in church. Always. Right? There, are, there are little things that um, I didn't get to experience. And even in my adulthood, I find myself like, you know what? I can do that now. Small example. Growing up in the South, there was always um, the Battle of the Bands every year. And I always wanted to go see the Battle of the Bands, but it was always on a Sunday. So it's out of the question. Like, we're just not going, Not right? doing it. Not doing last, it. Last year, for the first time in my life, I finally went to the Battle of the Bands on a Sunday. And it was just so <laughs> amazing. And it's those little things. Like, I had, I was like a little kid in the candy store. I had so much fun. And it's like, oh, this is healing, too. It's not just the confronting and the deconstructing and mm. the tearing down and rebuilding. It's those little moments of healing where it's like, wait. I have everything I need. Like, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm healing. Like, even at, you know, whether it's playing in the ocean for the first time, whatever the thing is, it's like, we can give ourselves that now. We're, we're not stuck. We are not stuck. We full grown now. We can, we can do the things. Okay. So I have a question for you, Allison. As you've been on this journey of healing your mother wound, outside of your mother, who has obviously played a part in your healing, um, as much as maybe of a part as she did in your wounding just by giving you space to do it um, and inspiring the work that is allowing you to touch others. So much honor to her, your amazing mother. Outside of her, what woman would you say has been most impactful in helping you uh, on your healing journey? There are, there, there's quite the list. Um, Kalita Forbes comes to mind. Um, she, I think literally one message of hers changed the trajectory of my entire life. Mm. It was, she preached a message at, um, uh, what was the conference called? It was in Chicago. World Changes Conference. I want to say in 2019, I didn't go, but I remember buying the conference package to get to look, look at the replays. And she preached a message called The Resurrection of the Wounded. And it changed everything for me. It changed every, It changed the game for me. I remember being on my living room floor, like leg prostrate, just like bawling my eyes out because it was like she was speaking directly directly to me. And I had never heard anyone break down dry bones the way she broke that text down at Ezekiel. And yeah, she has been so influential um, to me uh, in my journey. 
of course I cannot be talking to you and not say you like no you're not allowed to say me can't say me can't say your mom (laughs) I want to find that message though it sounds really powerful oh yeah yeah and and you know we listen to good words or we listen we hear good sermons all the time but it's something when I remember the exact name of the the sermon the exact text like it was it was so 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 powerful who also has been influential um is Melissa Fredericks. She is an influencer. Mm-hmm. She is the wife of comedian Kevin on stage, which is how yeah. most people know her. Um, but her journey has been so beautiful to watch. Her evolution has been so beautiful to watch and so encouraging. Um, she is another one who has been just like, okay, yeah, I, I can do this. I can shift and pivot and change and evolve and evolve again and evolve again. And yeah, those two women right there, Absolutely. Well, if you had to tell them in one sentence what you hope they know about the role that they've played on your journey, what would it be? Ooh, that one got me curious. Ooh, wee. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you. Thank you for your yes. Um, because them displaying, specifically Melissa Frederick, displaying their vulnerabilities and evolving in front of us, it gave, it, it was, it was everything. It was everything Mm -hmm. to give Mm -hmm. us the freedom to, especially as Christian women, specifically Christian black women, there are so many things that, so many barriers and and for us, unfortunately. So to see people like her to just like break against all those barriers, like I don't care about none of this. I am a Christian woman. Yes. And dot, Mm -hmm. dot, 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 dot. Right. Um, So yes, I would just say thank you for your yes. Thank you for showing us. Thank you for inviting us in the journey. Thank you. Because it it was a game changer. Well, Allison, you're a game changer. I'm so excited for all the work that you're going to do in helping women grow and become the best version of themselves. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you so much. My pleasure. Take care. Allison, sis, we appreciate you for setting the time aside to hang with us. I had a blast and you are clearly a change agent, undeniably so. I know so many listeners connected to this podcast are now motivated to curate safe spaces in the lives of others. Thank you for creating a safe space while they're on their journey of healing. I look forward to hearing how this podcast is helping you heal. Make sure you drop us a line on the socials or send us an email at podcast at womanevolve.com. We'll chat soon. Take care. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.